0: Jenny how are you this week?
1: Good, good how are you?
0: I'm feeling good, it's used to be here with you. (laughs) you (laughs) found it. I know, so this week it has been a while since our last one, we've been very busy with um, the Covid restrictions lifting, we've got to get a lot of things in place before we can start the tours again and we've decided to add 100 more tours to our (laughs) offering of tours which is, we always try to choose to do it at the best times I feel. Um, we're putting the work in exactly Um, but this week we are sort of referring to that putting the work in we are discussing working to live versus living to work how do you find the ultimate work-life balance
1: good question it
0: is a good question and i think it's something that we all struggle with um especially i think fluctuating points in our life you know a lot of it depends on what you've got going on either in your personal life or in your work life Um, But it is definitely an interesting one. Do you think you have struck the balance perfectly yet, Jen?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't think you can ever strike the balance perfectly. Maybe you can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I have for sure, because there are periods where I definitely live more and periods where I work more Mm -hmm. and then burn out. Um, And then the periods that I live more, I just feel guilty all the time (laughs) for not working. (laughs) so no for sure um but in exciting news i suppose we're getting in the office we're getting our first we ever are office we two
0: we're weeks having a look in an hour and a half we'll be off having a look around well, just checking that this is what we want
1: exactly so two weeks today we'll be in our office that's so
0: mm-hmm. weird do you think our office is going to impact our work-life balance though
1: for sure for sure in, so that's what, what i mean Well that's what's going to be interesting. We've discussed this quite a lot. I wonder if it'll affect it positively or negatively and actually Uh I think it'll affect it both because I think we will be more productive um, but there will be more pressure to work longer Uh hours because Uh we're kind of we need to make the most of the office Uh Uh but that's a good thing because we'll be more productive but Uh also we love to drink alcohol together. So that will encourage us to stop at four PM and drink beer. Drink. I know. Well, I suppose we can strike the
0: balance there then by having a beer and working at the same time. Which we love to do. Which we love to do. That's how we do our best work. And the office that we're looking at is only open between eight and six. Yeah. Which is actually, Ailey pointed out to me, is a very good way of forcing us to have a work life balance and not to just spend all of our time there.
1: For sure. Do you know, the more I think about it, the better that is, because there would be nights where we just stay there till eight or nine. For yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: But I mean, as many as for as many as there are those nights, I'm sure there'll be days where we leave at 12pm or that we don't come mm-hmm. minute at all. So oh, it's, yeah, it's sure. good to have the option. But I think we've decided to get the office because we've, you know, we've always known that we work better together. When we're in the same space, we can sort of bounce mm-hmm. ideas off each other. And even if we're not necessarily 100% doing walking tour stuff, we're doing our other sort of freelance bits on the side. At least Mm -hmm. it's a sort of space that's dedicated to working. And I think this pandemic especially has made it really difficult for us and for everybody. Um, You know, everyone you speak to about working from home is finding it hard uh, when there's not that many things to do out and about. And I think for us when we were so used to spending so much time together, you know, if if it was in a cafe or something, we were always in each other's presence for the workday. And I always looked forward to it. You know, I looked forward to getting up and walking to the iCafé. You would drive over, we would have coffee, have a little catch-up, then we'd get cracking for the day. And it was always exciting, you know, and I oh, enjoyed it. I hated
1: it. it. I hate spending time with you. All right, well, good luck if you move <laughs> to the office then. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Can you not tell I'm joking? Right? We've been apart so long that you can't even tell I'm joking saying. No. And um, I actually think a big reason why this is actually a good time to maybe discuss this topic, I've just realised, because mm-hmm. a big reason why I we're getting the office is because of our work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally, it was only a week ago, you said to me, uh, I can't do this anymore, because the balance between separating that time and just, yeah, yeah all of what you've said uh, has become a real struggle at this mm-hmm. point in the pandemic. So... Mm-hmm. For sure taking an office is a step in the right direction. Bro.
0: I think so. It's been a year and like I can I'm looking at my bed right now, you know, and I think there's only so much creativity and chill out yeah. and sort of separation you can have when you live and work in the same place. It's horrendous. Yeah, like even sure. when we were working out of cafes, I mean we both made an effort to go to cafes to work because we didn't want to work yeah. from home. You yeah, know, which demonstrates that even though we didn't have an office, we found we made ourselves an office. Um yeah so i think sure. this will do a really a do a lot for our productivity and i think if anything we'll be able to squeeze the same amount of work in into less hours because we'll yeah. have a dedicated space to do it
1: i agree um, i agree and in terms of like not the pandemic as an entrepreneur do you think that it's hard to find the balance between work and life
0: i think so and i think there's a lot of pressure entrepreneurs especially put on themselves we've talked about this in the past about you have to work 64 hour days You know, it's like every entrepreneur's sort of bio that you read, it says, I worked until five o'clock in the morning. I slept for two hours and then I did this. And there is an aspect of being an entrepreneur that is like that. You know, you can never switch off. You've always got to answer phone calls, especially when we first started. We were like every email could be a new tour. And it it still is that case now. But I think we've definitely come a long way in thinking, well, if we don't reply to the email immediately, if we reply Mm -hmm. to it tomorrow, they're not going to suddenly not want to have a tour with us. You know, we're a lot more reasonable about the fact that it may be 9pm at night and we can reply to them in the morning. And then yeah. it could be like, how dare you not reply? Um, but I think it, I don't know. I think there there is a lot of pressure for entrepreneurs to overwork themselves. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you get the other end of the spectrum where you get entrepreneurs who don't work at all, particularly. You know, I think that's what everyone sort of aspires mm. to be is you work so hard. Because you want to reach this point where you've excuse me, all of the work you've put in pays off so that you actually just have loads of money and loads of time.
1: Yeah, like the four hour work week guy Mm -hmm. Mm who built his business to to, yeah. And I suppose that's what I was gonna say about like the finding the balance being an entrepreneur is that when you start a business, you there's so much uncertainty Mm -hmm. and also like time fluctuates. It's not like if you're just a marketing manager for someone. Okay, you go through projects, but your work's pretty steady. You've got your salary all year. You know, you spread your work out over the year. With an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you have busy periods and then mm-hmm. less busy periods as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, in our in our case, we have seasons because it's mm-hmm. tourism, so it's seasonal work. That fluctuates it. But in any entrepreneur business, there are times where you're working on a particular project or whatever, where you have to work, mm-hmm. like 12, 13-hour days. And then there are times where you don't necessarily.
0: Mm-hmm
1: um so maybe it's, being an entrepreneur it's just more fluctuating it's less I think it's like, is like that in
0: a lot of jobs though to be fair yeah true. to true. be fair to regular workers i would say <laughs> that they seem to also have a lot of fluctuation in their time especially with projects and it's like as deadlines are looming yeah you know but and because true. they're not entirely in control of their deadlines and in control of their times so you could argue that it's more stressful for them whereas at least you are in control of your deadlines and at the end of the day if you push it back that's your own Sort of you're in control of that you know yeah
1: yeah sure.
0: um but and i also think that i found great importance in taking time off as an inspiration for the actual work that you do you know like we run a tourism business so going on holiday if anything is essential for our business like I'll always go on a walking tour when I'm on holiday not just because I love them but also so I can judge the guides and I can see what they're doing and be like right these are bits that I want to pull into my business and these are bits that I don't and from it doesn't feel like work at that time because you're just having fun and you're on holiday yeah um but it is necessary for inspiration otherwise you just sort of burn out
1: yeah yeah no, I mean I wouldn't say it's essential I would to say travel, it's essential. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's funny because you're always like, let's go to Portugal for tour scoping holidays. It is. It's essential. No, it is. It's genuine. <clears throat> genuine market research. You could argue. Um. So yeah, I see what you mean. Um. I suppose. Uh, apart from like being an entrepreneur, I also wanted to speak about generational. Impact mm-hmm. on this idea. What do you think is kind of, yeah, the generational side to this question of working to live versus living to work?
0: I think if you look sort of two generations ago, so our grandparents, it was very much nine to five. You know, you go to the office for you, men. You do, <laughs> yeah, for, for men. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, you type your bits down. You spend your day doing a data entry, and then you return home. And especially for men, I suppose, then your role was to provide for your whole family. And so no one was working particularly for enjoyment purposes. It was all it was essential because you had to support your family and you were working for everyone else to live. You weren't just working for yourself to live. And then I think with our parents, as both, you know, women and men start to work at the same time, it's still the traditional job sense is nine to five or nine to six or nine to seven, depending on you know what. But then I think the more you get paid, the more of an expectation there is that you would work ridiculously long hours and even there was stuff in the news the other day about people like these big banks who were working like 75 hour weeks and how their managers were just like well this is expected of you if you want to improve in the company um but they do get paid I do
1: that almost every week now about yeah. somebody like that i know who just does extra hours because they have to um, they don't have a choice. like mm-hmm. like my friend carmack literally last week we were chatting about that uh on saturday so two mm-hmm. days ago and he was like yeah uh i have to do work this week and i have taken next week off but i have to work on monday and i was like but you it's a week off like yeah it's so bad that expectation that should this should not be a thing today mm-hmm.
0: i don't mm-hmm. think but that he works for a very old company you know yeah and it's a traditional company but it's an old firm and it starts from the top and sort of works its way down doesn't it and if they people I think who are at the top are like well if I had to do it then everyone else needs to do it as well you know there's no oh well I did it and I don't want anyone else to do it it's very much well I worked 100 hour weeks and I'm now I'm here So why wouldn't I expect that of anyone else? Mm -hmm. And it shows, they think it shows your dedication to the company and it shows how much you want to work. Whereas if you think about how tired people are and how many mistakes they start making and how unproductive they really are in those hours, if you sort of force them to cram it into less hours, they could probably do a very similar amount of work
1: in a Mm -hmm. lot less time. Yeah, and another issue is staff turnover. If if you're burning out your employees with all this work, then they're going to want to leave and go somewhere else with less, less pressure mm-hmm. once they have the experience in your company to earn in the same amount in a different company
0: that's true um, <clears throat> but i think there is for these big companies they think there's an endless supply because there is an endless supply of university educated intelligent people who are jumping at the door to get into yeah. one of these companies so if someone leaves they're like fine whatever we've got another cog to fit this wheel
1: yeah definitely and I don't think, I think we're making kind of sweeping generalizations here. About yeah, definitely. But it does not apply to absolutely everybody in like our parents' generation. We call them boomers. No, not boomers. No, sorry. that's uh, just Old. <laughs> Middle-aged. <laughs> <Not> old. <laughs> Middle-aged. Sorry, mum. Sorry, dad. Um, and millennials, but people have make sweeping generalizations about millennials as well. And it's funny because I'm taking part in this leadership program in Scotland and most people are above the age of 35, I would say. In the program, there are a few millennial looking people or younger looking people. But they constantly bring up this word millennials and about how difficult it is to manage millennials. And We are millennials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we are the devil to some people Mm -hmm. um, and work and there's a lot of like literature and movement around how do you manage millennials and it's not hard I -hmm. don't think personally but maybe that's because I'm a millennial yeah exactly I think in general we just have like more value we value more uh, this work-life balance I think Mm -hmm. not being overworked we want a company to respect our Free time mm-hmm. respect us feel not feel like we're a cog basically and mm-hmm. a machine mm-hmm. i think a lot more than the generation above does
0: yeah that's true but i think do you think there needs to be cogs cogs need to exist can you value this is just a sort of hy- hypothetical but can you value every single person in every single organization
1: yes, but i i think so yeah definitely i think it's the way this is what we're talking about in this program is is the way that you manage and lead Uh you can put that message across that you truly care about all of your employees even in a thousand person company yeah you can. just you have to do it in a in the right way that feels Uh true to you as well like Uh not not all companies are the same so if we were managing a thousand people instead of 20 Uh like the company would look very different but i think that we would be able to Get that message across. I think so as well. I'd hope so. Because I
0: think it does start from the top. And if you're showing respect to the person who's maybe managing another team below you, so say we had a regional manager, and if you, you a lot of it depends on who you hire and the way that they interact. Mm-hmm. But if you interact with them with the way that you want them to interact with everyone else, then it sets an example, doesn't it?
1: Exactly.
0: I think that's what's most important is setting that example.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. But anyway, we, we di- diverge and um, digress. What's the right digress. word? <laughs> we digress. Digress. We're intelligent um, oh, <laughs> We are. This is, it's been a long day. It's a long Monday. Um, long. So, back to work life balance. What do you think is the perfect, the ideal work life balance? If you could choose it now, how many hours of 24 would you spend working? How many hours of 24 would you spend sleeping, drinking, eating? And playing well, Call of Duty.
1: The- <laughs> it depends, or reading depends on the day. Um, I would say I would love eventually to be at a point where I am working fifteen to twenty hours a week mm-hmm. on projects, like I'm overseeing businesses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I'm maybe spending five ten hours a week doing like philanthropic work, like mm-hmm. you know helping other women start businesses or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um across four days, I would want three days every week that I spend with friends or family or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I would also ideally to have a good work-life balance want a completely flexible at home uh, work style where I don't have to be in an office um, to work like I can work from France or Vietnam.
0: Would you like the option to go to an office?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: 'Cause I'm saying I'm sure. if you really want to be working at home, why on earth are we going to the rent offices this afternoon?
1: No, because we're talking listen, we're talking about my dream. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This isn't like we're not in dream stage yet. No, no. We're not, still not building. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about when we are like fully successful entrepreneurs where we have multiple businesses across across different industries and everything like that. I'm talking mm-hmm. about when I'm forty years old, not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would want I would want to have the flexibility to own my own schedule and change it as, as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think in general, I think a four-day work week should be, should be the thing for everyone, honestly. Think about how much more productive people would be if they had a four-day work week.
0: But Well, yeah, because they have to cram the work at five days into four.
1: Not, no, it's not about cramming. It's about being more rested at work because mm-hmm. <laughs> you've had three days instead of two. Yeah. But yeah, that's what my ideal would look like. What about you?
0: Oh, sorry, excuse me, just having a quick yawn Um,
1: I <laughs> think that sorry, yours was so boring. <laughs> people are gonna think we hate each other, but that's just how we
0: communicate. Oh, yeah. Um I know even our friends watch us communicate and go, Do you like each other? Are you <laughs> <don't->
1: <laughs> We've had so many people say that no. yeah.
0: Um so no, I think that My ideal work-life balance. I think it depends. Depends where I am in my life. I just I want it to be flexible enough. I think flexibility is key for me. Is that if I do have something big going on in my life, I want to be able to in my personal life, say, I want to be able to take the time to really foster and get involved in whatever that is. And if I have something really big work, I need my personal life to be as flexible as Mm -hmm. my work life to be able to jump back into the work thing, um, as much as I need to or don't need to. You know, I think flexibility is really key, and I think sort of being stuck in or well, you must work 10 hours a day and you must do these things in your chill out time it's like it's working in your relaxed time isn't it as well so I think having that flexibility is ideal
1: yeah for more than sure. anything and it's going to be interesting to see what we're like when we are older and more successful
0: mm-hmm.
1: like how we do manage that you know having mm-hmm. multiple businesses and trying to manage it more. You'll have a family probably, you know. You'll
0: have 16
1: cats. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And be travelling nine months out of the year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's brilliant. How do you think um, you can prioritise? So when do you need to prioritise your personal life over your home life? Your work life, even?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I my home oh, my. my personal me. <laughs> <laughs> <a work> <laughs> uh, what was the question
0: Well, that's really, let me start again how do you know when to prioritise your personal life over your work life
1: I mean well there are two aspects of this I think mm-hmm. first is obviously emergency situations yeah, so given, obviously, we don't need yeah, to speak yeah, about yeah, that no, no. what I do want to speak about and what I think is interesting is this burnout thing mm-hmm. so there's a book that's been released this year i think called burnout generation i haven't read it yet but i do want to read it because it's talking about our generation being the the burnout generation where we go through cycles of work and personal stuff and then we just reach a point where we can't go anymore mm-hmm. um so i think well first of all it would be good to combat that entirely for mm-hmm. for us and for your stuff so you don't actually have burnout. But if you are in the state of work or in a position where you can't avoid that, you have to take personal time for burnout, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, I think mental, mental stability is just as important. And as a leader, yeah. how
0: would you foster, say you had you know, some actual employees, how would you make sure you support your workers so that they don't burn out? Mm-hmm. And what would you do if they do?
1: It's really hard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's a big question. Well, I mean, if we, I suppose the way that we've always tried to lead is how would we want to be led? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about that. So everything that we've discussed today, you would have to consider that for your employees. Mm -hmm. And we already do that, you know, with, with our guides as we offer really flexible and we state that from the start we're like you know you're if you're there at university your university takes priority we yeah. actually say that to them and well they're freelance them.
0: so they can go around and say no to us if they don't want yeah, to do it
1: exactly. you know they're not employees yeah, exactly. they're
0: not contracted to do anything um, and yeah. they are very much freelance workers so yeah. i think it's you know it's as important for us to make sure that they're not overworking themselves but also because they're not our employees do we have less of a responsibility towards them what do you
1: think mm, yeah i suppose maybe but even so i'm thinking even if even if we had actual you know employees instead of freelancers and we do see them as our team Mm -hmm. you know even though they're in they are definitely freelancers they're they're still our team we still treat them with flexibility Mm -hmm. so even if we had somebody who was an employee i don't see why it would be any different we wouldn't treat them any differently just because they're they've got an employee contract no i know definitely
0: that's very true very true i think it's a difficult one and i think it's even hard it's hard to identify in yourself and it's even harder to sort of identify in someone else because it's like where's the fine line between being stressed and being burnt out mm,
1: yeah yeah exactly how do you deal with burnout because i know that you've had it quite recently i have
0: i have just felt a bit overwhelmed i think to be fair i think my period doesn't help Um, (laughs) every month we burn it once month, I'm like oh am I burning out or am I bleeding (laughs) (laughs) who knows maybe it's both um but I think for me a lot of it is changing scenery and I think that's what I found so hard in the last year is being Mm. stuck inside and you know like I said looking at my bed being stuck in these four walls I love being in new places you know I love I think often last year when we filmed burnout would be like right let's take a trip to sterling go see the guides there let's take a trip to St Andrews go see the guides there and it's been so hard or not to, to be able to that exactly let's go to Bulgaria let's go to Romania let's hang out but it's been so hard not to do that Um, not being able to do that and I know it's sort of first world problems um, but it's very you know I think that's what really makes me feel recharged and sort of rejuvenated is going to different places and experiencing different things and just having a change of scenery and not having that has been really really difficult especially as we were supposed to be going to Vietnam
1: so that was going
0: to be a huge change of scenery
1: um and maybe we need to think like obviously we're getting the office now and that is a good step now. but we need to think about that in our company cultures that we build I think is that we we know that we need change of scenery mm-hmm. you know we but can't everybody just have a traditional us. office yeah some but for people. us if we're going to be leading everybody
0: you know know no. well that's why co-working passes you heard it here first people incredible <laughs> incredible ideas you know something that all around the world the world is your office
1: yeah you know, exactly. this is
0: spaces that you can go into but i do think i think some people we we are on the same wavelength when it comes to needing a change of scenery and being somewhere new um but I think some people do genuinely really like routine.
1: They like yeah, going to sure. an office
0: every day. They like having their set hours of work. They like sort of the certainty and those people don't tend to be entrepreneurs because they can't deal with the stress and the risk because they like the sort of rigidity that a normal job gives them and the security. Me and Haley, my sister have discussed this a lot where, you know, she wishes, you know, we, we sort of compare the situation that we are in life. And she says that, you know, she earns a reasonable salary she's a teacher and she has the stability but that comes with a lot of what's the word routine and things that she has to do Mm -hmm. and she sometimes you know we discuss and she says that she is jealous of the fact that my life is so flexible and I'm like yeah but Haley I don't know how much I'm going to earn at the end of the month every month you know Mm -hmm. so you weigh up the flexibility for the insecurity and the sort of rigidity for the stability
1: yeah exactly and so answering a question like working to live versus living to work is semi-impossible because Mm -hmm. depends entirely on on everything (laughs) on the situation and and everything and it's it's so funny because I've thought about it a lot over there especially the last year when everything changed Mm -hmm. and like trying to thinking about going into a traditional job as you know like I've looked at going in traditional jobs or grad schemes over the years but I've never gone through with it because it's just my idea of hell. I know. I genuinely think I will be so sad (laughs) if I if we fail and I end up in a like I gen no I'm like I'm not even I'm saying it funny but like Mm -hmm. genuinely I will not be able to cope with the fact that I failed you no, know what I no. mean I agree. and it would be it just makes me so sad like it would be I wouldn't be able to forgive myself I wouldn't be able to have a happy life mm-hmm. if I went into a traditional job and I know that yeah and that's yeah. great and you don't have to yeah
0: because there are so many opportunities out there and we're, we're here on walk and tours but we've got more businesses in the pipelines and when the time's right you know those sorts of things okay. will happen i mean we're only 25 you're 26 your grandmother but we <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like we've got our whole lives ahead of us to start yeah. and establish loads of businesses and some of them will work some of them won't work and we've just got to roll with the punches but that's what's so exciting about it and this is a lifestyle that we want to live and yeah. you can ask someone else they probably hear us talking and think that sounds like the worst my worst idea. yeah i know, you know? yeah I know. Um,
1: Actually.
0: different people are it's just different people are suited to different things i suppose
1: exactly yeah Cool. Well, yeah. good
0: discussion. Good discussion. Right. You've got a meeting, and we need to get ready to go and have a look at this office at four. But, yeah.
1: The one from Cheyenne. Next, Shout out to Cheyenne next. from angie <laughs> Property. Loving that. He is lovely man. Maybe the next time we do a podcast, it'll be in our office.
0: Oh my God. Wow. Could you imagine?
1: That's exciting. Oh, that is exciting. We can actually have a drink. How about Boozy business chats. <laughs> We're, we're gonna become alcohol. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. We're not. We don't have an alcohol problem. We're just in Scotland. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're <laughs> just bored. <laughs> right. Chat exactly. to you soon. Judge, speak to you later.
1: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.